Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. We all need eyes to see. Pop culture purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is Michael Motherfucking Diesel. And Cocktron Martins. Oh, he came with a new one. <laughs> Cocktron Martins. Cockatron. Hello, Optimus. Cockatron. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back with another music episode. Um, uh, we're going to cover this band for three albums. And uh, we're going to be talking about this band, MGMT. Um, and, uh, uh, I think it was something we discussed for a while that we were going to cover this this band because it's a inter- really interesting band, um, a lot deeper than most people would think. This is Especially not re- lyrically, yeah. Lyrically, lyrically yes. Holy I, I, shit. I get into that, but yeah, I, I've always found them intriguing as a band that's been kind of held under the criticism of being a of their sound, pop, a pop punk duo for this album specifically that we're about to cover, which is uh, Oracular Spectacular. But the spectacular ocular, oracular, uh, spectacular. oracular, spectacular. And oh, okay. then they're, they're held under the standard of like one or two songs off of this album. And in reality, they are a psych band and the history of the, the three albums we're going to cover is them blasting through what they're expected to sound. And you guys have probably all heard at least a couple songs from this band and everyone probably <laughs> yeah. knows at least one song from this band, but we're going to, we're going to get into that as we go along. Uh, right. I've always had a massive amount of respect for a band like this. And in, in certain ways, I think it really mirrors Radiohead uh, in the way oh, that yeah. they have a, uh, they have like a debut album that kind of fits commercial trends but are different and unique enough to fund a band's career and they never wanted to go that route yeah and they never wanted to go that route and they immediately and and this album specifically halfway into the album (laughs) yes they do and halfway halfway through this album they stop pablo honey and they go on into (laughs) into the better parts of radiohead i'll say 
And it's funny too. I was reading some reviews on this, and one of the pop critics was like, "Oh, the first half, the first half of this album is amazing. The second half is kind of this mumbled or jumbled mess with no like you know melodies or anything." It's like that's exactly what they were fucking going for. You did right. Yeah. Yes, and and a, a I, big I do, part I do of like, that. I like I, I do like <laughs> trying. You make you you mentioned Radiohead. I mean, they went on tour with Radiohead eventually, but uh, oh, the fact cool. that you know. No one ever. The band doesn't even talk about Pablo Honey anymore. It's like it, it's forgotten. Like, they despise it. Tom York plays songs off of it. They, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, he hates seeing it. There's a popular meme of Radiohead where someone's handing him Pablo Honey to sign. He's got that shit face where he's looking over like, his <laughs> <laughs> one droopy eye. Like, are you fucking That's kidding me? Like, pissed off alien. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm I'm drawing that comparison based off of just musically completely breaking the mold of their expectation, despite a multi-album contract. And still saying, I don't care. I'm going to write about this and this experience. And that's what we have. That's what creates this album. The, why it's bipolar in a way is they came yeah. out with an EP before this album, yeah. before they got signed. And in that EP, they were writing dumb pop duo songs, but also doing their other thing. But there's a couple of those songs that ended up on the EP. Well, I mean, uh, before even that, I mean, they had the as the, as they were called this the management. They had two demos there. The one with you know yeah. we don't care and also climbing to a new level or whatever new lows. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And be before that, so they kind of met in in a college and uh, it was it was very liberal arts college. Uh, in Minnesota or what is it? West 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 Lane in Connecticut. Connecticut. And yeah. they started stupid bands. One of them's called Glitter Penis, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but total jokes. <laughs> but they even said themselves, like, I was so glad social media didn't fucking exist at this point because it's you know an embarrassment fucking have that thing follow you around for. And I agree because I've had some fucking silly stupid projects that I've done. Oh. Like, Thank are terrible oh, band names that I thought were so awesome. <laughs> yeah, with my open right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <Jared. laughs> you know, I was embarrassed to show you that live video. I was like, man, this is some, this is some. I mean, the aggression's all there. I, I, I know you guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, um, respect the sort of, you know, the the pissed offness that I had, the aggression I had at the time. But like, it's still hard to listen to. You know, it's still kind of embarrassing. But like, yeah, you know, glitter piece is a great name. So I don't. It know. is a great name. It's hilarious. Uh, and it's it'd be a, even more profound nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the band you said looking at you, uh, today, Tron? That the earlier today, some thing like King, something of diarrhea or some shit. Oh Great yeah, band. diarrhea planet, dude. Yeah, those diarrhea planet. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, band. That, if that doesn't sum up Earth perfectly, I don't know what else does. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the cover to that too. It's just it's pink great. Back up. A knife yeah. going through money in his hand, saying, "I'm richer beyond your means." Like, or yeah, I'm richer than your wildest imagination. It's like with such right. a crazy provocative thing that you're like, I'm going to listen to this. Now I'm oh, curious yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. But uh, these guys you know, came up in Brooklyn under when Brooklyn was still affordable 20 years ago. They're, they're, <laughs> they're a couple, maybe two or three years older than us. Uh, and they kind of much, right? Not by much, just a few yeah. older, a few years. They graduated uh, college in like 2003, right? Or 2004. Yeah. Five? Right around that. Exactly. Like yeah. Yes. That ballpark. Exactly. And uh, in that scene in Brooklyn, there's bands that are incredible. Like, Dirty Projectors and Grizzly Bear, and they're all coming out in the same scene, and they're all kind of doing their own thing, and no one's really looking to hit a major deal. But they got approached by Columbia, which they thought yeah. was a fucking joke when Columbia approached them. Right. I mean, I would too. And yeah, of course they would. And we're like, part of this album even talks about, you know, shaking the hand, like the deal that's made handshake yeah. is fucked. They awesome. literally sat there and wrote a song on their first album saying we are selling our fucking souls and we're going to see what that's like. 
but they're also but yeah. i like the back end of those lyrics we'll get to it when we get to the song though for sure yeah oh yeah 100 percent. but i wanted to give some background on them uh yeah, can i can i mention one thing though before we get into the background tron sure yeah yeah i just want to mention real quick uh i i know you guys know i texted you guys before but i just want to you know um uh this this episode is going to come out way after but everybody will know about this but like uh, i just want to say uh tina turner died today Ooh, 83 yes, yeah. uh, much respect uh ray stevenson the, died yesterday ray stevenson, but uh yeah. very sad um way too early um and tina turner uh one of my favorites obviously you know Thunder all Dome, of our favorites yeah but, uh, yeah but absolutely one of the greatest uh, uh singers dancers musical writers uh performers of all time um one of the greatest voices of all time um it's really sad it's a, it's very tragic she had uh, intestinal cancer i believe been fighting it for a long time oh, man. it's 2016 um, yeah yeah long time long time and um i think it's why we haven't seen her do anything live for a very long time because i followed her for a while but um but yeah i just wanted to you know i wanted to give her the love give a shout out uh, lots of respect to tina turner she was amazing and one of a kind man so she was a warrior man her yeah, music was. was so fucking strong and beautiful fierce, and fierce, man. just yeah tough like she was such a huge influence to so many female artists too that came up that, yeah, that not take shit yeah yeah fuck that yeah. i'll stand my ground fuck and you, i'm gonna like. be yeah i don't have to be this fucking like tag along to some dude's bullshit and like stand your right. ground and make your own career be yourself and and you know exactly. be proud of who you are that's fucking incredible honestly Exactly. And she was, a le- in my opinion, she was, a, she was a leader, you know, she really, uh, she was progressive and, you know, people still follow her today. I mean, you don't have to be, you know, you know, you don't have to be just listening to like that, that sort of type of music she created, but you, you can be a metalhead like us and still listen, love and listen to Le- Tina Turner and respect yeah. all that, what she's done and, and laid down for all these years and decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, because it was a really kind of emotional day, you know, it was really like, yeah. wow, wow. Some of the times have Definitely changed now that Tina Turner is not in the world anymore. So uh, kudos and much respect to the queen. To the queen, man. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best of all time. Yeah. Uh, So, Tron, just give give us some background uh, on MGMT, man. Okay. Um, I'll I'll try to run through it pretty quick. But the background's uh, Andrew uh, Van Weigsgarner and Benjamin Goldwasser. And those last names are pain in the ass to pronounce every time. So I'm just going to refer to either one as Andrew, which is the lead singer. Uh, writes all the lyrics most of the time and does some of the music. Benjamin, uh, Andrew's kind of the front man. Ben is kind of the guy who's like the the music whiz, who knows all the background music, does a lot of keyboard stuff. They both play just about every instrument. Yeah, uh, I saw that on Wikipedia. Like they're sort of like instrumental sort of like whizzes. They both can play a lot of different things. It's insane. They're, they're yeah, both extremely talented with almost yeah. everything they touch, which is, I mean, super cool to see, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, uh, jealousy guys remember like uh, guys remember <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> right. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, I mean, I don't know all the, I'm not, I'm, I'm musically inclined, but like, uh, but like, I kind of reminds me of like that first Filter album that came out. There's just two dudes in the album. Then like that album, album's like super popular, right? At the time with, with mm-hmm. you know, uh, Good good Man, Nice Shot. And then they had to hire a bunch of other people to go on tour with. This is exactly what these guys did. Yep. Yeah. They they cycle their touring uh, uh, musicians. They usually use a lot of studio musicians or friends that they have. There are musicians, all very talented too. That's but they just rotate out all of them within. You know, it's kind of like the way Mars Volta did things. You know, uh, right. they or Tina Turner. <laughs> yeah, or very well, <laughs> Tina Turner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they, they're uh, they kind of at the start of this EP, what that got picked up by Columbia. The whole purpose of what they're getting after was very tongue in cheek. And the first song we'll go into here in a minute is is very much 
the ideas of what being a rock star is and the you know just playing with the idea of like yeah we'll have kids with models and all this kind of other shit but in reality there there's no connection that they've ever built to reality they they did never they never connected to reality because they went from this very liberal college that was let's do naked be painted drug projects and parties with uh you know playing shows there into getting signed almost immediately out of college and almost something they touched on something yeah, they touch crazy. on a lot is that they never in this album and you could tell how young they are with the ideals they have and they're and like they're trying to figure out what the fuck is happening yeah and and that's something they bring up often is we don't have any considerable touch of what reality is we don't know so we're making up our own reality and that's where a lot of this like uh holistic approach to this hip this new age hippie let's start a new us let's the new generation take Youth. over and just free love and yeah th this is where the idea of all of this comes from now well, I, I find that fascinating though because in within the lyrics i mean honestly even as a 37 year old man reading the lyrics today yeah they're very deep like they're, they're very, very deep, yeah. beyond their means at this time i know what you're saying i, and I agree what you're saying but like at the same time it's like my god the lyrics in here are very deep um and for them to sound like they're just like, just let's just write some lyrics. Uh, we don't know. Oh no 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 happen. no no! It's it's all yeah. It's it's based in this almost fantasy, but they are very very rooted in what humanity is supposed to be because okay okay yeah. because the, the Andrew play. and Ben yeah Andrew <laughs> and Ben took a tremendous amount of psychedelic drugs during this <laughs> entire experience leading up to this. So they're very rooted on what they feel the human experience should be, but they're also saying we have no fucking right to tell anybody this is what they should do. They've right. never had a platform, right. or they even they never use their platform to be like, you guys should be doing this or that, specifically because of that. They're never like, yes. you should vote this or that. You should be you know, doing this or that, because they're like, we have no right to tell someone what they do outside of their ordinary lives, because we don't fucking know what an yeah, ordinary life is like. You take some mushrooms and try to figure it out like we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love hallucinogens. Go back to monkey, dude. Yes, we should. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's that's a little bit of a background on these guys. Uh, they ended up doing tours for this album for 12 months. They both Long hated time. flying. They both ended up getting kind of drugged out. Their live experience, or live shows were very waffly they're not and they they self-admitted that their crowds were expecting Pretty something shitty. like uh daft punk or justice on stage and they claimed or quoted themselves they're more like a they were in a crazy horse and grateful dead live performances they're like we're not trying to be pretentious we're just not entertainers so we're not going right. to give you this explosive light show and all this but we'll play our yeah. songs live but we'll play the tunes bro <laughs> <laughs> Well, he said, too, he's like, you know, we're going to play the hits no matter what. He's like, we don't go to shows to go see a band doesn't want to play some of the hits. But at the same time, they're like, the show's falling apart like on stage. Them. The drugs are catching up. Uh, every Everything, like, they both hate flying. They have phobias of flying. Everything's starting to pile up to their live shows. And everything's starting to crumble down. And they stop talking to each other for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. And eventually they need time to pass and then both start getting back together for future albums after this. I mean, the fact that the fact that these guys graduated college and this after they graduated college, they go straight on tour. I mean, the first tour is with Radiohead, which is crazy in 08. Mm -hmm. They had yep. tour back in 08. Um, then they headlined uh, this uh, the Splendors in the Grass Festival in Australia in 09 with like Block Party, Flaming Lips, Jane's Addiction. The mm -hmm. dudes opened for fucking Paul McCartney at fucking Fenway Park in 09. I mean, 
the fact that they did all this shit within a very with 12 months uh, within 12 months it's fucking absolutely insane yeah, I, I need to mention <clears throat> while they were with Columbia, that was actually a good move for them because they were put into the hands with this album, the producer Dave Fridman. Uh, and if you guys aren't familiar, he's the guy who did Mogwai. He did, oh, uh, uh, I mean, the major ones are like Flaming Licks, Yoshimi, Flaming Battles, Licks? Yeah. Yoshimi Battles, Pink Robots. That was him. Okay. Uh, he did nice. worked with Interpol, Spoon, Tame Impala, OK Go. Oh, wow. Uh, God, low. There, there's, I mean, every major band that's formed the sound of the 2000s, this guy had a hand in in some sort of way. And Incredible. Uh, Black Moss Super Rainbow, which is a lot less uh, underground, but the fucking great. And uh, Sleater Kinney, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah. There's, there's so many bands that he had his hands on that helped form sound, and he was a big part of making this record. And one of the things was that halfway through this record, of course, they're like, well, here's the hits. We're just pulling them off the EP and doing them. And the album's going to switch. It's bipolar. It's going to switch over. And even Ferdman was like, yeah. Uh, that's Certain one of the songs reasons. are bipolar in this album. Like, they switch from, like, one, <laughs> yes. two to three. I mean, it's just changed yeah, like, definitely. within yeah. each other. So, 100%. I mean, they're, they're trying to find their sound, right? And uh, Well, I mean, they, like, they are, but I think that's also uh, – I, I thought that was also maybe uh, – I might be uh, just sort of, like, overthinking it, but it kind of felt like it was by, by – I like, by – by plan it was a plan i to... think so too i don't think they do very much unintentional music yeah that's what, that's what i meant yeah there's definitely a song in here we'll get to it but it's it's very like it's obviously it changed you can feel it three times it changes within like three like three to four <laughs> minutes i'm like holy shit like it's a, a new song every fucking one every minute it's crazy i'm like holy fuck yeah it's intense there's there's a few of those and you can see what their later albums start doing and we'll get to those you know of course in later episodes uh, they find the groove and the groove, you can feel the roots of it in this album, but then they go experience a lot of real life before the other albums come up, which make you connect even, you know, as us 37 year old, 38 year old adult is way more personable to me. And, but still there's so much in this album that I just connect with a lot to the idea of it. Yeah. You know? it, yeah. And just like Jeremy was saying, how deep the lyrics are from kids who are writing this. Fucking kids that were the same age as us, basically, you know, back then. That's yeah. mm -hmm. it's fucking yeah. crazy. Yep. I do want to mention, um, so in, I don't know if you guys read this at all, but uh, in 2009, they sued the French Union for uh, uh, two online videos that they posted in 2008. MGMT remarked. Now this 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 place this uh, thing uh, this uh, uh, this French Union is for popular movement the UMP. Um, they sued them for uh, for using this their their song kids in their in their videos. Um, and MGMT remarked, the fact that the UMP used our song without our permission while simultaneously pushing anti piracy legislation seemed a little whack. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and not surprising um, either. The UMP uh, tried to basically, I, I don't I don't know the, the court jo jargon, but they tried to just say like, uh, can we shake hands and like, you know, that's, that's it. Hey bro, our bad. Uh, our bad. Yeah, our bad, our bad. <laughs> um, uh, and the legal jargon's gross. I don't like it, but it's there. But uh, MGMT was like, no, I'm not accepting that. So they accepted that out of court. So I thought that was very funny. Yeah, and once they settled, they took all the profits from it and they donated it to charity, which I, I thought was honorable as shit, as what yep. you're supposed to do in that situation, not just try to fucking profit off of it. Yeah, yeah but, but they seem like they kind of banned, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into the first song. 
Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm down. First song we got lined up, Time to Pretend. This is, uh, like I was saying, this is when they came out with the EP. This was on the EP. Specifically, it was just them dreaming about what it would be like to be, you know, rock stars and what that would imply. I'm feeling rough, I'm feeling wrong in the time of my life. Let's make some music, make some money, find some models for wives. That's a big one. That's the one that I I think I might have heard first. I think I might have heard kids first actually, but this was a big track though. Back oh yeah, back. this was one of the hits. This was one of the three major ones that were off that album that uh, they consider the three that defined them as a band and what they had to fight to get out of for a while. But um, yeah, I mean, it, like like we were saying earlier, it's it sounded like so much of the music of the era, Mike, and that's what you were saying too. Yeah, it, yeah, it just sounded like a lot of that. To me, they kind of, I didn't realize, half of the songs you're going to be hearing me say the same thing. I didn't realize these were MGMT songs. And a lot of that is because when I, I worked at the warehouse in, at, at HEB in like 2010, 2011, that's even way after this came out. But during that era, everyone kind of copied their style because it was so fucking popular. Like KG Elephant, Portugal Demand, it just all kind yeah, of sounds. KG Elephant and Portugal Demand, for damn sure, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it all sounds very, very, very similar. There's another one I wrote down too. Oh, also, I, just all the influences from David Bowie I hear from them on this. Oh, okay. oh yeah. But, yeah. But this song specifically, yeah. I don't really like, and it's because yeah. I that dun, dun, dun. so when you work in the warehouse, you can only hear like <laughs> the high parts, right? You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. that fucking dun, 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 is like a fucking driving nightmare in my brain. <laughs> you can only hear you can only hear parts of the song. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And yeah, so yeah. I had no idea for that that was a fucking MGMT song that blows my mind, and I I love it so much more now, especially with the lyrics. The lyrics. The lyrics to me are funny, but they are very dark as well. Well, full disclosure, that's that's one of the things, too. I hated this song oh, yeah. uh, for the same very reasons. I used to hear it everywhere and just couldn't turn it off. And it's the sound of that synth, too, is it's, it's almost particularly like childishly annoying, like a yeah. Like a, a fucking broken flute or something. I can't put my finger like some on guy it. Saying like, well, the hey, fuzz is hey. the, the fuzz is so heavy on that fucking keyboard, man. I I I, I still like it. I, but then again, for me, pitched. yeah, yeah, the lead part, the lead part, yeah. Oh, the lead part. I'm sorry. No, I'm talking about the, the the sort of kind of rhythm keyboard part. But um, uh, 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 for me, I didn't did not hear this song everywhere. I I came late to this album, man. Like I, I came pretty late to this fucking album. Like, I, like me I'm too. Man. Like that's good. That's what uh, I wish. Yeah, I wish I was in the same. I wish I knew about what the band is now and was able to listen to these songs for the first time. Off it's the like, first. like I said, I didn't hear these until like 2010 or 2011 that I can consciously remember. You know what I mean? Because of yeah. right. the warehouse. But also you, you're in that warehouse. I was not. I was working in an office, man, in a cubicle, and this shit was not forced on my throat. So like yeah. I heard this when I wanted to hear it. So like I just I just got lucky and just 
uh, I think kids came up or some shit because I think a friend of mine says like, get to watch this fucking music video, man. It's fucking insane. I'm like, this is insane. And it still yeah. is insane to this day, in my opinion. I think they put that kid through hell. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I mean, that one for sure. Uh, this music video, if you've watched it, uh, they, they I didn't even check s- it out. They said it's themselves, they, I like it. they draw influence from Holy Mountain, like aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Uh, very like the the characters that are in it, how colorful they are, that the way that it moves, everything. Uh, this video that they shot for is where they got the cover for the album, which I love the cover for this album. I like the cover of the album too. Yeah, me too. It, yeah, it's it sends a message of like, yes, this is this is like this post apocalyptic new society thing that they're trying to do, right? I, which but I, think, I also and it fits the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. You're saying they're trying to, but also I, I kind of feel like um, I still feel this way. Even though it's really well produced, I always feel like a garage album to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. It sounds great, but it sounds like garage music. Yeah, I agree. To me, what blows my mind on this album are some of the vocal effects they do on it. Holy shit. Yeah. The production at times just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think they did a lot of that on their own when they had the EP. I didn't listen to the EP version of it, but this song, it was called Time to Pretend EP. They were thinking this was the hit song that would, you know, uh, which it is. I mean, it's one of three, but uh holy shit man like this one is it's a big one and uh which yeah it's so weird to me because this song is like a downer <laughs> it is like, it it's is a, it talks well, about how shitty like, their kinda, lives are yeah i'll go ahead mike no you first well i kind of float in and out of the lyrics but i remember like he, he talks about marrying models and then towards the end he's like what is it the models have children we'll get a divorce we'll find some more models everything must run its course i was like <laughs> oh that's funny and the next line We'll choke on our vomit, and that will be the end. I was like, "Oh, that's not so funny." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. The fact, that, the fact that it says like, you know, I miss uh, the playgrounds and the animals and digging up dirt. I miss the comfort of my mother and the weight of the world. I miss my it sister, my father, good. my dog, and my home. Like all that stuff is. He's lamenting. And the the fact that they say, "I miss the boredom and the freedom of the time spent alone." It's great lines, man. But it's like yeah. it's just sort of like rack focus. Like yep. bam, well, wow. yeah, that's it's called. The this note, is the yeah. decision to live fast and die young. We've got the vision now. Let's have some, some fun. fun. Yeah. So and totally tongue in cheek. Like this is the lifestyle that's gonna be expected of us. But they wrote this before they had anything. I go, they had time, time to pretend on it. They're pretending. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's so like, interesting bro, because like you, death with the choking on the vomit. What the fuck? Well, yeah, <laughs> for me, like I don't know why it went to me, but like I, I go right back to like you know, uh, uh, you know, what's his name from fucking ACDC who fucking choked on his vomit and died. He's a rock and roll star, man. He, he oh, fucking um, lived Bob fast Scott. and died young. But yeah, yeah think Scott. about how many that's happened to. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah, holy unfortunately, shit. Uh, Hendrix, Joplin, fucking yeah. uh, uh, Randy Rhodes, fucking Keith Bon Keith Scott, Moon. God, yeah, Bon Scott. Bon Scott. That's what I'm talking about, Bon yeah. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the fact that you know it, they they did they did use all that stuff and put it in here. But I mean, a lot of it's very true. And it's and the, the fact, I think the funniest thing about it to me is that kids rocking out to this thing. that are like, you know, 17, 16 yeah. at the time, jamming in the club, listening to this song. It's like, it's a really fucked up song. <laughs> like, you Oh, think it's, about it's it. the very basis of a lot of their music. <laughs> a lot of their music is, is that still, it's very much. Hey, y'all from outcast, dude. It's a fucking heartbreaking fucking message, but it's got, you don't he- want to hear me. You just want to dance, right? Like that fucking. Right, right, yeah. You don't want to hear the story or, I'm telling. Or the hook from Blues Travelers, another good one too. Oh God, yes, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I have it forever, but yeah. It doesn't matter what I say as long as I sing with inflection. The hook, it's so great. He's <laughs> <laughs> just making fun of the people that are like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, dude. and this one too. Like I just like like the like the, everything about it. Just fucking like you said, it's dark, Jeremy. It really is. But it was just yeah. pretending. 
This yeah. Is yeah, it's just pretend. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is before it became real for them, right? And that's like right. they said, exactly. we're faded, faded to pretend. This is the just they made the decision that we're going to pursue this music, and that's all we care about doing. And they're like, well, yeah. this is going to pretend like this is the awesome life we live, where we're going to die young and right. Fuck, fucks, you know, and models and have kids and all this other shit. But yeah, to get divorced and start over again because it's kind of how the world works. You just kind of like you know, restart anew, you know, like they say right. in, the, in the lyrics. But like the fact that you have like you know. Uh, vom- uh, we'll vomit, uh, vomit on our words and this, the, the conscious decision to put, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we'll took on our vomit and that'll be the end. It's like, oh, yeah, well, it's goodbye. Just incredible. <laughs> nice it's, just you. it's just like what Toronto Micro saying, like, faded to pretend. It's like such a deep, deep uh, set of words there. I mean, Open yeah, track for fuck's sakes. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. And to With have the that happy beat music behind it. Yeah. Oh, 100% to have the premonition that they're like, what if this ends up being our lives? And that's, again, that their disconnection from, like, real life because of that. They're like, oh, yeah, aliens must have come up with our storylines because this is fucking weird that we were just in college <laughs> playing music, writing a song about becoming famous, and then we became famous overnight. That's fucking weird. No way this is actually taken off as we're signed by Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this can't be real. You and banned I, the I island and the cocaine and the elegant cars, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, great track. Uh, I, I still like it a lot. I mean, yeah, it's been a while since I heard it, but uh, I still think it still works really well. So, yeah. Who's uh, the lead singer again? I forget his name. Uh, let's call him Ben. Or sorry, Andrew. Uh, Weingarten. Yeah, it, what Van Weingarten. Van Weingarten. Okay, I got it written yeah. down here. Um, but yeah. Benjamin Goldwasser is the other guy. I, I uh, when those guys do like a, a like a uh, when they do uh, their backup and leads are really good together. But oh uh, yeah, 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 they know, sync up really well together. Really, really well, especially when they do. We, we get later uh, into the episode of um, with, with our being Mike's favorite song, but I love their vocals on that. The harmonies on that song oh, is great. So oh yeah, and all good. throughout, yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking incredible, man. They have a great chemistry between them. They do, yeah. and it's very distinct. Uh, yeah, which I like a lot too. Which I, I find it interesting that they went on tour with like, uh, with Radiohead or with uh, Block Party, uh, or with um, uh, Flaming Lips, you know, stuff like that, and right. or Beck, you know, just get some got a lot of Beck vibes too. So, yeah, I find it very fascinating sort of band. So, yeah, I mean, this is this song that it, it describes what they're going through really well, and they they use this song specifically, and, and they said they're like. We chose the wrong music to represent us, but it's what got us the deal. And, <laughs> and it's, they what, were like, it's what they knew how to write. Like, I mean, it's yeah, also like, I mean, you know, that's a subconscious thing, in my opinion, sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't try, like, well, at least when I play guitar, I don't set out to write a certain sound. I know a lot of musicians do. It's just, I just write what I fucking feel, you know, or play what yeah. I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 They, they were, uh, in, in their own words, they were trying, they had the, t- they, they didn't say that, but I know that they had the talent to do it, but they said, we should have hidden our pot better the way the talking heads did. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, they, they were right. people talking heads fans. So. Massive talking heads fans. Yeah. yeah big fans. Of course, yeah. No doubt. And you can hear a lot, obviously you can hear a lot of talking heads in here too. And I'm a, that, that, that quote is a very good quote, but I mean, yeah, I, I, and I'm a massive. I guess that's another reason why I love the band so much because I'm a massive, you know, Talking Heads fan. I mean, even though you know, uh, uh, me too. Even though uh, we the last episode we did the, the top three, you know, songs make it feel good. I talked about Peter Gabriel there. I got, I got Peter Gabriel vibes in this thing too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you can tell where they draw a lot of their influences from. And Mike, like you yeah. said earlier, Bowie is a fucking a great example oh, yeah. of one of Bowie them. Bowie Beatles fucking love. Uh, yeah, King, Kinks, 
I get a yeah. lot of oh, kinks yeah. overtones on here. There's uh, we got the Wallace Sound Beatles on one of the songs, and then of course Radiohead just fucking oh, yeah, Radiohead's there. I, I love it. Yeah, uh, sometimes you get the sticks too. Oh yeah, with a theatrical like uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I could I could see that. And very Pink Floyd too, in a lot of those trippy Pink Floyd. You throw some yeah. yes in there as well. I mean, you can throw a lot of cool, like awesome, you know, jam band vibes in here. And it's funny because it's in such a short amount of time. Like it is. These songs yeah. are not long. Like I'm, not, I'm surprised no. when I see one top five minutes. I'm like, oh shit, they fucking jamming now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they even and will call the studio like, oh man, we need to cut this. We we're going too far, guys. This is a pop album, dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's how it goes. Like you're not wrong, man, at all. Well, even when they go into their other albums where they really explore synth or uh, sorry, their psych part, uh, they never go over 45 minutes in an album ever. Huh. They choose like they're like, if we can't get the message across in this short amount of time, listen to the song again. If you want to listen to it again, we're not going to keep playing the same part over and over again. Attention, pan, att- attention spans are getting shorter and shorter in America anyway, so they're probably yeah. not wrong. But yeah. the, movies, the movies keep getting longer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they got you locked in. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to move over to Weekend Wars? Weekend Wars. Yes, sir. Incredible organ. Is it? I'm not sure if it's just keyboard or organ. Uh, so they bought like old school synths, like fucking yeah. the the ones you want for the fucking album. You right, know? right. <laughs> um, it's kind of like it reminds me. Kind of remind me of like um, uh, maybe some um, some Boston maybe keyboard work there. Uh, uh, just kind of just thinking back. Uh, but um, you're like like the Pink Floyd and and, and I hate to say because I'm not a big fan, but like the Who kind of. Sound with that, like, yeah, the very arpeggiator, like, that's why I mentioned Boston. Boston, that that, they have that, you know, that's that the hit song that Boston has, but they did have a lot of a lot of old school 70s jam bands back that had great fucking organs, organ players, and keyboard players Mm -hmm. back in the day, yeah. Um, but um, I think this this song is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, it's one of those songs again that really, uh, if this makes any sense, kind of traverses itself. Does that make sense? Like it's sort of like it starts as one thing and then it begins, it becomes another thing. It never really goes back to the other thing ever again, really. It just kind of just progresses um, throughout the song. Because we start off with like an acoustic, then we start, then we have the, the keyboard which well, comes yeah. in. And then, you know, we have, we, don't ever, we never really go really back to the acoustic really ever again. It just keeps continuing on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Almost like, it sounds weird to say, but kind of like a shooting star. <laughs> That's not weird. Uh, but um, yeah, but like the lyrics here are absolutely incredible. Um, I, I want to ask you guys, for me, I was like, I, I went both ways. <clears throat> Either the sort of headache of having to get, have plans 
on the weekend with with making plans with friends and not really wanting to do them, but you have those friends who really want to hang out with you that weekend or make plans to do it. Mm-hmm. You not wanting to do those things, or B, just wanting to be by your fucking self. But then once in a, every once in a while, you get to a point where you decide that you want to get out of your house that once or come out of the cave. And you forget how to speak to everyone else. You don't know how to right. talk to anybody else. And then you're you're spitting shit like get off my lawn and shit like that. And I think it's a really complicated uh, – uh, it's not complicated, but it's a very uh, dense – maybe dense or – Dense is a have, perfect – yeah, dense is yeah. a perfect yeah. word for it's, it. It's uh, so wise. many lyrics in, in a very short amount of music space too. It's like holy fuck. Yeah. It tells a very, very chaotic and deviating it's story. Vivid. I like it. Yeah. Yes. The imagery yeah. is incredible. So, like, what did I get from it, man? Like, to me, it's, like, it, because of my perception on what that means, like, a weekend war, does that mean, like, everyone goes out and gets fucked up? Like, I don't want to fucking do this every goddamn weekend. Like, we keep fucking doing, you know, was I? I was too lazy to bathe or paint or ride or try to make a change. Now I can shoot a gun to kill my lunch. Like, yeah. it, it's, like, there's just so many. It's, it feels like a chaotic kind of mind pattern in the song, and I really like it. This was the first one on but the I album. Like, I was like, oh, shit, this is very interesting sound. And I agree. And that, that, that sort of line you said, like, the, you know, can, I, I can shoot a gun to kill my lunch. Then it's also said, it's followed up by, I don't, I don't have, have to love or, love or think, think too much. much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's be by myself. Like, I don't have to worry about any of this shit. I can just be by myself. I can be a loner. You know? but it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, he's going hunting. He's going to kill mm-hmm. his lunch. Yeah, I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like that's finally, like, I have enough together where i don't have to yeah i think you guys are on point with exactly what you're saying first off because i gathered the same fucking thing and to me it seems like uh getting trapped between the if i'm isolating myself then i'm fucking depressed and i'm not doing anything i'm i can't i'm not bathing i'm not thinking i don't you know you're in a comfortable enough place where you have to love or care too much yeah but then you know to break up the monotony, you have the weekend plans, you know, be the weekend warrior kind of deal that you think about it, you keep thinking about it, you know, like you keep thinking about like as the time, as time goes on, as you get older, like maybe I should have went out and hung all these fucking people, but I didn't do that. Or is it a way to get away on the weekend to desert your responsibilities too? Like I like right. that. Like, exactly. Every line, every line of the song kind of tells a different viewpoint, which yeah. I really fucking like. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, it's multiple takes. It's saying, yeah, going out and doing that is self-destructive. And it's also saying staying at home is self-destructive. So it's <laughs> it's, it's just observing to, all sides of the deal. Try to break my heart. I'll drive to Arizona. It may take 100 years to grow an arm. I'll sit and listen to the sound of sand and cold. Twisted diamond heart. I'm the weekend warrior, like you're saying. My predictions are the only things I have. I can amplify the sound of light and love. This motherfucker's tripping in the desert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the good shit. In the desert, navigating, I guess just like, to me, I don't know if it's a breakup or something, but like, I'm a curse and I'm a sound when I open my mouth. There's a reason I don't win. I don't know how to begin. Like, that's some heavy, dark shit right it's there. heavy, dark yeah. shit, dude. I mean, that's, that's kind of what Deep I was saying before. It's like, you know, you introspection. Come on, yeah, I agree. And that sort of that, that in there, you know, open your mouth, that you're kind of cursed uh, uh, from whatever I say. It's just like, if I go out with these people or go with somebody or interact with anybody out in the open, I could say the wrong thing. And it's pretty deep. And being afraid of that, saying the wrong thing, could be a problem for him, which makes him a shut-in, you know, a loner. So, yeah, I, and this, yeah, he mentions that. You're right, yeah. This song feels to me like it was... Uh, it was a song that belongs on the second half of this album that they wanted interjected. I agree. I agree. Yeah. They wanted it interjected in the first half of the album so that not everything would come as a complete surprise in the been, second half. 
that should have been swapped for kids. kids yeah. On that there, and then yeah. That they they could have tossed kids like, in the middle yeah. of the second half. Yes. Yes. That would that would add some the yin and the yang right there, dude. That's the dots on the yin and the yang. <laughs> yeah. The dots. <laughs> I do like the, I do love the line. Uh, Christ is cursed to fathers and martyrs. Oh yeah, beautiful line. Great stuff. Yeah, and it might even take a knife to split a hair. <laughs> <That's> great stuff. <laughs> Again, <laughs> really deep it. lyrics written yeah, by it's fucking... deep, dude. But yeah. the college kids, man, it's fucking fantastic. I love it. Yeah, that that I, I swear mentally, drugs will fucking make you wiser beyond your means for a, right. but if you yeah, do man. it in moderation and do the right ones and, and, and at the same time it is not for everyone <laughs> no no hallucinogens no, no. are not for everyone out there jesus mm-hmm, christ no. i mean the, the, warning the, but at the same time they're a lot of fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and i i always felt like the, the sort of that line of like you know took me 100 years to grow an arm basically just to to reach out to somebody, yeah, to talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's what I thought too. I'll drive to Arizona just to get the fuck away from you. You know, like it'll take. <laughs> what he's, yeah, he's implying it's never gonna happen. Twisted yeah, Diamond Heart. I'm the weekend warrior. I love that line too. Me too, man. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, know what song. SIS means though. Like the acronym of. SIS. So I thought like SOS was my first thought, but like I know that doesn't make any sense. So I don't know either. Evil yeah. SIS to find a shore. I mean, but SOS you would put on a shore if you were, um, you know, fucking oh, yeah, I lost that. in the ocean. But that's what I'm saying. So what the fuck is SIS? I don't know. SIS, I don't know. Save our ship is SOS. So SIS <laughs> save is... our shit, dude. Yeah, right? Save our ship with a P, but yeah, also save our shit. It, it is, it is a, P, a P is important. There may be shit on the ship, but we got to save the ship first. <laughs> <laughs> save both. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I did, that was the first song on the album that I really, really fucking dug, man. It was the first one that kind of was like, all right, maybe I'm there's something here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe you know, that's, here. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, let's let's kick off the youth, huh? Do yes, the youth, man. This is a call to arms to live and love and sleep together. Like Tron, you were saying in the little break, man, this is one of the first ones again after the second song that I really fucking like because it's got that spacey kind of rock creepy vibe to it. And but the lyrics are just incredible on this, like this song so much. Like lock the parents out, cut a rug, twist and shout, wave your hands, make it rain, the stars will rise again. And it just kind of feeds into what they're talking about the rest of the song, man. I love this jam. Yeah, it's uh honestly to me, I've always felt like the song is what Fred Durst was trying to do with my generation. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get away from that motherfucker. <laughs> it's, this is an anthem Fred of Biscuits. the gen- <laughs> the biscuits. 
This is a this is an anthem for the generation that you're part of. And he's yeah. saying, look, the generation's rising up. We're going to change. We're not going to be doing things the same way the predecessors are. Are you along for the ride? That's basically what's being said. Right. Exactly. exactly. Um, and I'm not going to go into the facts of why my generation was such a piece of shit. I'm trying to do that. But this one <laughs> seems very genuine. And musically, it's so fucking cohesive that it seems like a yeah. perfect blend between the first and second half of the album, even though it's not a transitional song. It's yeah. a... Uh, the way they know how to use sound and how to build up noise and then cut it and then punch in the right set, like the notes that sound dissonant and still make it sound light. It's insane. And to feed yeah. into the vibe of the rest of the album that's coming at us too, man, it's, it's oh. so well orchestrated. Agree. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's uh, there's, there's two huge punch ups in here. They use a very nice dreamy synth. Uh, Mike, what, what's the mark that you have for that first one? Uh, 115. 115, yeah. Use this really nice, like, synth solo sounding thing yeah. that just, it, and chords that just sound so well together. And right around the 235 mark, it yeah, just knows, yeah. it just knows how to drop the sound and then punch in what the, per oh, I love that, dude. That caught me the first time I heard it. And I was just like, ah, this is, this is what, like, this is what the Beach Boys felt like when they've heard fucking the Beatles fully pull their nuts out and fucking put it <laughs> so on. True. Brian Wilson, man. <laughs> yeah, Brian felt. Wilson was sitting in his car and he fucking heard like <laughs> the, the true Beatles come out and was like, fuck. But he's Pets caught off guard by his brother listening, having fucking Charlie Manson in the fucking studio. He's like, whoa, shit. Oh, oh, oh Charles hey, Manson. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps, don't take that ass then. He keeps talking about him and his monkey and he's trying to take over everything. I don't fucking get it, dude. <laughs> New monkeys in the desert? What? Okay, that sounds great. Fine. So this I will is, say this this sounds like a, a track right off like Hunky Dory, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I straight off Hunky Dory. I could see that. Um, this This shows a lot of the roots for sure. Um, and again, the vibe of the song is completely, you know, spooky. yeah, <laughs> to me, it's spooky, spooky it haunting vibes. Like, I love it. It is chill, spooky. man. Yeah. In a couple of years, tides have turned from booze to cheers, which I like because booze, right. like, you know, double entendre, but, uh, in spite of the weather, we can learn to make it together is very insightful for, you know, again, very young guys and, and just, but being peace of their generation or being at peace with their generation and knowing that they're going to be, and they are the youth. Or, am I changing as they are? Like I kind of like the kind of yeah. asking the audience as they're asking themselves too. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly, absolutely. Because yeah. they're like, hey, are we are we going to join them and figure this shit out together? Because they're going to change the world. They are you American are enough? <laughs> right. Are, are, you? are you American? <laughs> are you? <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. I miss Obama. <laughs> you can kind of feel that sort of like Uncle Sam pointing at you. I mean, you know, are you, you know, the youth starting to change? Are you, you know, are sure. you changing? Yeah. You know, you can feel that. Um, and I'm sure they felt it. I mean, even though they went to this certain liberal school, they kind of feel those pressures on all sides, you know, just that generational pressure. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter who you're growing up with, man. You're gonna feel it when you go out in the open. It's good. You're gonna feel it. So, yeah. Yeah, and they—they yeah. they, again, they never chose sides or anything. They never tried to push an agenda behind their music, uh, especially not with this album because they—they they just now when Little Dark Age comes out, there surely was because you know somebody oh, we'll got elected right around yeah. that time. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it would. But it's also just positive vibes of like let's work through this together kind of shit. So, right. Um, yeah, that that's the youth, and to me, I love this fucking song. I love the way too, it's composed. Uh, it, it just sounds magical and fucking beautiful, and 
I'll go back to this at any point in time and listen to it and just be like, yes, this this should have been what their hit song on this album yeah, I was. I completely agree. It's poppy enough to like satisfy the mainstream, but at the same time, and it's got enough of a, you know, us yeah, against the world message and, and the depth. Yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah. Uh, just didn't work out that way. Did it? <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if I feel exactly the same, uh, but uh, I, I, I mean, I love the song. Don't get me wrong. I love oh, this isn't the song I wanted to be the hit off of this album. This oh, is a song right, that right. would make sense to be the hit if they would were be had it than- their way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like the American, the 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 sort of American sort of audience wants to have some dubstep behind it, more likely, you know, some more beats, maybe upbeat more, you know, maybe some sort of. Uh, Apparently, you know, they wanted the formula. Two thousand six. Fuck me, I'm old. Two thousand seven, yeah. right? That was two thousand seven. Yeah, right? six seven. Yeah, that, that's almost twenty years old. Wow. So, wow. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I turned thirty eight on Monday, so I forget. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, no, it's always yep. on my mind. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it's a fantastic song. Um, it it's it and it does a great job of like because uh, not a lot of lyrics in this song, but it does it does a a a, a, a really well job of really nullifying it in your brain. You know, you hear because yeah. I'm not a big fan of like, hearing like you know I want to rock and roll like over and oh, over, over again. Yeah. You know, yeah. but like this is like it's just very important in me in my opinion. I mean, like to hear this like you know the youth starting to change. Are you are you are you like it's always together and together. Like it's it's very uh, 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 important and powerful. And yeah, uh, and I think they're driving use... for a good reason. You know, sometimes yeah, that shit yeah. gets old. Like if I heard Dave Grohl say you're the best one more time, <laughs> 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 or uh, someone getting the best. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it works for the song perfectly. I think one of the reasons why is that they're using the mantra, the youth is is they're using it almost as a yeah. percussion in the song, and they're not sure, using yeah. it. Uh, okay. I want to rock and roll all night. Is the same music nonstop throughout the entire nonstop. fucking song. Yeah, right. So this is like the it exists as like a as a beat keeper, and then the rest of the music warps around the vocals throughout the entire song. And I think that's what makes it not feel so monotonous. It's almost yeah, like a, it's almost like a beautiful version of like a, a AMSR, whatever that's called. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's yes, like a really yeah. nice version, really beautiful version of that. Okay, and now we're gonna uh, play I think. Yeah. called Electric Field. Calling one two three four. Calling one <laughs> no two three four. No Come in. This yeah. one. No one's ever heard of this song. It's called Electric Field. Electric. <laughs> <laughs> that, that British siren going over and over and over. I still again. fucking love this song. I, I love Me this too. song. So I, I, it's one of my guilty pleasures. First song I've ever heard of them. So let's it get jams. into it. Electric okay. Field. Let's go. <laughs> Pure sexual fucking song. Dude. <laughs> I, I, I wrote down my notes, Tron, that you mentioned in the last episode, Sade, when mm. she put out a smooth operator, some babies are getting made. Man, there's got to be some babies being made with the fucking oh. electric feel. God, oh my God. damn. 
there were so many teenage girls having babies. This song. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's such a killer jam, man. It really is, man. Like, goddamn, everything about the song has all the fucking funk, man. Everything mm, about so it. So funky, dude. So this is just a this is just a show off at this point. How many different genres have we heard up until this point? We're just exactly. one of the early tracks. Yeah. Um, just to say that this song specifically was one of the first they've ever written, uh, and oh. ever, ever wrote with lyrics. I would say okay. not that they've ever written together, but ever no wrote shit. with lyrics. Yes, and uh, the entire song itself is just purely supposed to be like a nice jamming, purely about sex. The entire song is about fucking sex and free love. Agree. Uh, everyone should be fucking each other in free love and this whole idea of like, again, this whole society that they have built up in their heads of what everything should be like. Everything should be like this tiny little liberal art school that fucking is a fuck fest with, you know, paint parties and, and live music and drugs. And, and and all on the, on the Eastern Shore, Front and also the Shore. Western yeah. Front. Yeah. 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 Yes. And uh, something I'd like to mention is this band is so incredible at making music videos. Uh, everyone is so extremely powerful. This one is a wild ride, dude. It's just an orgy. Yeah, it it's like an orgy off in the jungle where they're just cutting open the moon and drinking. It's like <laughs> multicolored. <laughs> Motherfuckers are feeling that electric feel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's called psychedelic. Yeah, they definitely have like a. They definitely have like a yeah 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 sort of uh, music video vibe or like an mm. Interpol vibe. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. King Gizzard fucking video on that one, like I love it, man. Uh, I mean, oh, King, yeah. we'll get the King Gizzard lizard, but that, that's yeah, very much the same vibe too. But yeah. So full disclosure, I didn't listen to a lot of the songs on this album until I heard uh, "Congratulations" come out, and then I started to respect the band more. And I said, I'm gonna go back. And no, it wasn't even that. I just heard this song playing somewhere I was out. I was like, damn, this song fucking jams. What is this? And then went back and I was like, that's MGMT. And that came off of that album. What the fuck? And then went back and then I was like, oh shit, dude. Youth is on here. That fucking song rules. And then started to discover the other songs that were off the album. But so, so you had a similar experience as Mike did. <laughs> like, like, I yeah. this fucking song. Well, this is the first song. This is actually the first song I ever heard by them, period. Like that wow. I consciously Holy knew was by, like, you got to hear me. This is the one I jammed over and over again. Oh, this is MGMT. Going back and listening to the album and, or today was when I found out Time to Pretend and much other songs we'll get into were from the same album. I had no idea this was from the same fucking band, dude. Like, oh, I slept on it awesome. for it's amazing. so long. This is amazing. That's but great because there's was, no indication. This is the yeah, this is the first song I heard by them, Electric Phil. I used to jam this all the time back at the warehouse, you know what I mean? Like, Hell yeah. So I've always was aware of this song, but my dumb ass never got into the album for whatever reason. That's fair yep. enough. I get that. I saved it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you tricky bad. It was it was my future reflection. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing particularly poignant about the lyrics on here. It's very much just an openly like she's gonna teach me how to swim and she's a good swimmer, aka it's all it's all very obvious, like Oh, we fucking now, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what it is. Plug it in, change the world, Baby do your mouth girl. Girl. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, do what well, you feel now, electric feel now. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that fucking sexy ass that that. Oh, that bass line. Oh, that bass is so just killer, wow. man. Yeah, the keyboard it's so in, easy. Yeah, the keyboard so comes easy. in, man. It's just it's magical, it's sexy. Love it. Electric feel now, like this. The harmonies and the echo they have on it, and the it's reverb. Feel just good beautiful. song. This is yeah, a song exactly. you can listen to in an elevator at a club. <laughs> this is a song you can listen to fucking. 
smashing dude this it doesn't matter what your situation fucking, dude at the wedding reception at the fuck whatever <laughs> yes. meeting, like everyone will get down with that like no matter yes. what i swear to god and to write yeah, a song true. like that is incredibly impressive and they're not using any pop synth they're not using synthesizers they're not using like just simple four-piece band pretty much for the majority of it yeah Maybe a little keyboard in here or there, but definitely keyboard. Definitely keyboard. Yeah, old school synthesizers. Yeah, but yeah. man, yeah. it's just incredible. I love that song. Yeah. It will probably always be my favorite. Just is what it is, man. It's just sexy. <laughs> yeah. It's just that good, dude. It's that good, and I can keep hearing it. I don't. I haven't gotten tired of it yet, and I've heard it a billion times. And that yeah. says a lot about a well-written song. It's so good that I don't get tired of it after hearing a billion times. So, Agreed. just throwing that out there. But yeah, man, that's that's electric feel. I don't. Do you guys have anything else to add on that one? It's just when that baseline hits, as soon as the song comes, I'm like, do do ding, ding ding. It's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they kind of needed this song before they went into kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that. It's all that stuff is just perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. Beautiful bass parts. Uh, yeah, I agree, yep. and uh, the vocals are fantastic, and the lyrics are fun, and they know what they're doing, and it's universally loved. Everybody, any a kid at like yes. six years old will, will love this song. I mean, yes, a dude who lived through funk will fucking like, and he's in his seventies will fucking love this song. Like, it, right. yeah, it it appeals to everybody, and I love songs like that. Everybody likes to fuck. Me too. I mean, it's, it makes sense. So. Yeah, one yeah. of the reasons I love <laughs> all the field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> <laughs> what about? Outcast, damn, sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you saying about Outcast? Oh yeah, no, it's it's one of the reasons I hugely respect them. They're able to write a song that's universally loved by everybody. It's right. something that's very difficult to do. And they again, I keep going back to Hey Ya, but the vibe of a lot of their music, dark undertones, but upbeat music is one of my favorite fucking genres of like pop. You know, right? And a lot sure, of this I'm is sure. pop. Baghdad, Rosa Parks, fuck. Yeah, dude, come on now, dude. Yeah. I mean, even roses. Fucking- <laughs> yeah, oh roses, but they have that. They have the stink like poop. Poo. Kids love that stink like poop. Yeah, poo, poo, man, they're gonna love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, even like you know, fresh and so so, so clean, man. That shit's like yes. universal, man. Kids it's love that. Miss Jackson, dude. Miss Jackson is like a. <laughs> I've, I've witnessed this. I'll tell you guys right now because uh, Joe's a Joe's a huge fan of Outkast. Right, so, so like she got Bryce into that stuff. So Bryce will usually take a shower and he'll have that that Bluetooth speaker yeah. listen to fucking fucking fresh and so clean, man. He comes out just dance and loving it. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's where you go, dude. Ain't I mean, nobody so cool. scrubbing like me. I'm just so fresh and clean. <laughs> fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's really cool, though. but yeah, I agree. This is like a really great universal track. So. Um, but yeah, that's moving to kids. Yeah, right? kids yeah so we're going into the song that, that I think they identify as the one song that they had to fight the most to get out of identifying them. I would say this is the creep song. This is creep. This is their it's creep. creep. Yeah. Okay. This is their creep on Pablo Honey right now. Voice is too loud. 
right. So like the first time I, I, I heard this song was not just hearing it, it was also visualizing it because I saw the music video. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And <laughs> I had already seen uh, 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 Y Control from the AS, uh, which I was mentioning before, and I'll mention now for the audience that uh, this song doesn't definitely uh, makes me think of uh, a, a track straight off the AS album, uh, Show Your Bones. Uh, when they definitely, they uh, from Fever to Tell to Show Your Bones, they really got digital with it, a lot more keyboard. Uh, the guitar was still there, but it was more heavily keyboard, sort of like a, um, uh, like, a, when Rush started doing like uh, 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 suburbs and shit like that, they did that that, that album, which heavily keyboard, but the guitar is still there. Subdivisions, um, yeah, subdivisions. Thank you. Uh, but like, um, uh, but this song um, is, I had I already had a kid at this time, so like right. like it, like well no I didn't have a kid, but when I when I heard this song I had the kid pretty fresh, and um, it really reached out to me like uh, 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 vocally. You know, like and, and then you with that music video, mm-hmm. it is it really brings you back to this kind of like what I was thinking about earlier today, and we kind of mentioned it here and there, but like about this sort of like uh, with the first song, you know, the, uh, uh, let's pretend, uh, you know, wanting to be like a kid again. You know, you don't want to, you don't, you don't, the world is right. the world kind of sucks. Uh, I'd rather be with my mom, and like not worry about the weight of the world and shit like that. And how terrifying it is <laughs> growing up as a child, I would assume. I don't remember too much of it anymore, but um, but uh, uh, I think it kind of like it, this is weird, guys. But I'll just come up, I'm not going to go off on a crazy tangent here. But like uh, literally yesterday, we had this sort of uh, tornado warning over here. My brain been wounded pretty bad. Yeah. And Bryce called me and he was terrified because he had rode his bike home in this crazy weather. I had no idea. Holy shit. And uh, a tree fell behind him. Fuck. And he was terrified of it. Of course. And yeah. he was hyperventilating like crazy. And uh and I was listening to Yeah, yes. I mean, yes, I was listening to this album, you know, for the for the the show. And it's just like all these things that are just could be the most terrifying things ever. But I'm over here and like I see a tornado warning on my phone. I'm like, oh, all right, who cares? Fuck it. Like tornado comes. I don't care. I'm not like, in Kansas. I, <laughs> it's never going to hit her anyways. I've seen him like for like a decade now for these warnings and it never happened. But for him, it was reality. Like it's going to happen. The tornado is going to take, take the house with me in it. And I'm like, no, you're going to be fine. I'm, you know, this is kind of how it is, man. Like, you know, you never know what's going to happen from day to day. Um, and I think this, this song, again, these guys wrote incredible lyrics um, to sort of showing you how, like how it feels to either be, young in this world to deal with certain objects in this world that you're never going to, you never thought you'd actually have to deal with. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And it's just terrifying. Yeah, I, and I mean, yeah. even for me, like I, 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 uh, was one night a year ago, I was driving my mom, my, my, my Bryce's house. And I thought I saw a deer and I did a 360. I was, I took an off ramp and I braked hard and I did a full 360. It was like, it was like 11 o'clock at night on a Friday. So no one was out there. Everybody's at the bar. But I did a full 360 and it f- scared the shit out of me, man. I had like saw like the light, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I saw the light. Um, but it scared the fuck out of me. And it, I think this kind of uh, uh, kind of puts everything that you fear together, not maybe just as a child, but like you always be a child at some point. You fucking you fucking nailed it. The the yeah. intention of this song yeah. and the reason why it was written again was written from their perspective of, and again, this was part of their EP of 
having something that's not rooted in reality. They're still children, basically. They don't they don't have right. and the video itself of a baby being terrorized by everything around it yeah, is man. how how they perceive the world. Because yeah. they're like, we don't know what that real world is like. So they envision that was the whole point. They envisioned themselves as a child. Uh during this era specifically. And yeah, it, the the song is structured where it's almost repetitive with the chorus and everything. There's only two verses in it. Uh, and the first one is about being a child and picking plant or insects off plants and, you know, living a, a carefree life and, you know, just being part of your family and everything like that. And you just don't really have anything to think about into being a father is supposed to represent the second part or embracing a different part of your life. That's you have to take ownership over your actions and, there's a lot more yeah, control yourself. That. Take what you need from me. I mean, that's what the parent being a parent's all about. It's like what yeah. you need from it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you c calm down. So it's going to be okay. I, I promise you it's going to be fine. Let's listen to me. And that's, that's controlling yourself and take what you need from me and take from what, what you need from this. Like trying I'm, to reassure. Yeah. You know, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And I'll, and I'll always be honest, you know, with Bryce, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I will always be here for you as long as I'm here on the earth. So that's what I can do. I, that's the only guarantee I can give you, which is a shitty guarantee, but that's what it is. So, you know. Now, again, this is this is deeper lyrics and the, the most pop song they have. This is the most absolute pop song they have. And like Mike, you were saying, that keyboard line goes throughout the entire fucking, that synth bop goes throughout the entire song. That would drive me crazy after it, hearing it an insane amount of times. I, I would it's, hear it, it all the time in the warehouse, man. And you could only hear that. Um, um, um. Every time, man, it's yeah, it's not my favorite, <laughs> but I do respect the lyrics of the song immensely. Every every fucking song on this album has great lyrics to it. So even if I don't vibe with it musically, everything else kind of brings you into it. The next one is easily my fucking favorite or one of my favorites on the album. Yes, and we should talk about that because it is the transitional song that takes right. us into what their musical style is this is they form they're like we're already got the hits front load them on the album uh we're gonna have a transitional song which is this one which is also a really great fucking song that's awesome uh, uh it's, it's i agree fat. but i, I want to mention one thing uh mike said this i try i don't know if you heard or not but like i, I agree heavily with mike this sounds like a depeche mode song too Oh, oh, the last one. Yes, it, it you definitely got the the Pesh mode of '80s vibe to it. The youth, for sure. Sorry, like like some, something kids, off like kids, something yeah. off of like Violator or some shit. You know? Yeah, for sure, man. I agree. Yeah, they they did a good job at the start of the song of trying to emulate what it feels like to be a kid and then going through the evolution. And I think they intentionally like I think the record company knew this was going to be their biggest hit, and that's why they wanted to transition. They chose to be like, okay. If people are going to listen to this, I want them for their you know, CD player or whatever to keep fucking playing. And I want this song to be next because it's going to introduce you to some better and, shit. And the irony is take only what you need <laughs> from it. And the but, fucking yeah. record company's taking everything they want from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, will, I, I just want to say, like, this was one of those songs. Um, and there was a few of them. I, I can't remember all of them, but like, I, 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 for sure, City and Color definitely hit me up pretty hard back in the day. But when I remember when I had, first had Bryce within the first, like, you know, uh, when we first when we first had Bryce, within the first like you know three to five years, these songs like this, like kids, like they were pretty powerful to me. They're uh, eras defining songs. They're that yeah. good. Um, yeah. The the yeah. point is, the only reason we have a gripe with it is because we heard it too many times. Which is <laughs> that's that's and it took a lot from me that I didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it haunted your but, trees, dude. It haunted yeah. your trees, yes. <laughs> which I think is a play, which is, which I think is a play on the, your roots, your family roots, you know, solid, um, and sort of uh, maybe what happened to you, um, your parents are haunted by that, and it kind of passes that stuff on. You know, I, I always Bryce every once in a while. He, he used to ask me this all the time back when he was when he was smaller, but about about his papa, my dad. And he would bring that about, like, well, he finished the tree, the tree house. And I'm like, it's not going to happen, man. It's just not going to happen anymore. So I think it's kind of a sort of, uh, uh, they sort of, uh, they're played as sort of a, um, um, a descendant sort of thing. Like your roots are haunted by sort of traumas they've had in the past. And sometimes they might pass it on to you at some point because they're haunted by that. But I can be thinking be too much about it. I'm not sure, but, you know. Well, all, all this, all the sort of things that are said by this song are answered further down the album with the handshake. Yeah. Uh, and I'll explain mm, why yeah. once we get to that song, because uh, it, it will tie back into this one when, once, once we get to it. But let's go into the transition, right. dude. Let's go to uh, Fourth Dimensional. trippy as fuck and i kind of gathered that from the title alone <laughs> fourth dimensional transition and everything about it just starts off as a fever fucking dream and like you were saying tron the transition from the beginning part of the album into the different story part of the second half of the album is such a great lead into it man but all the pink floyd vibes all the dick dell fucking surf rock vibes at times it's fucking incredible yeah. The surf rock vibes are fitting because Andrew himself is uh, started getting into surfing and that was like his thing. And I, I think that probably had some influence on uh, that's where he found peace, I guess, eventually. Sure. And I think he started playing around with it when he was doing learning, like how to be more of a psych musician than and stepping away from pop. Like even the, the lyrics, the waves aren't far apart. Oh, yeah, dude. The lyrics in here are fucking nuts, dude. Every, every Every bit of them are nuts. And it does feel like a transportation, like we're about to get into some different shit. And I could see how a lot of people who would get into this album would turn off right around here. And probably a lot of people that are in it for those three pop songs at the first half of the album sure. are going to die off before it gets to here. And that's totally fine. And they knew that. And they knew what they were doing when they did that. And they right. had already found their sound and what they wanted to do from here on out pretty closely at this point forward. And again, Columbia Records came back to them and weren't expecting it like 12 fucking kids in a row, right? <laughs> Pop song yeah. kids or whatever, time to pretend and everything in a row. They were they honestly told them they're like, this is why we signed you guys. We didn't expect you guys to to fucking stick to the what you were gonna do. We kind of expect you to 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 you know uh evolve. They yeah, right. for for a record company to say it, that's fucking crazy because it's almost never the vibe. 
the, I, mean, yeah, I think the reason why the reason why they done that is because they killed so many bands in the past, forcing them to stick with the same fucking sound. And you come to a band like this who revolutionized the fucking sound of pop music in, right. in 2007, eight, uh, and then and tell rock. them, tell them to keep sticking to that fucking sound. Okay. Then you get what another year dick ride. You come out with fucking, Oh, like I said earlier, Oracular Spectacular 2, Tokyo Drift, or fucking Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and then yeah. and you fucking, again, okay, great. So you've done Ocular, the same shit. Ocular Harder? <laughs> yeah, Harder. <laughs> Ocular Spectacular, Spectacular Harder. <laughs> God, so true. And it's going to drive the band into the ground. We need the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's going to drive the band into the ground, and you've signed a four or five album contract with these fucking guys you'd be moronic to think that they would stick to the same sound over the process of what may take 15 to 20 years before they actually get all their albums out so right, they'd be like you can suck my dick now <laughs> <laughs> so electric by complete surprise <laughs> electric fuck you too <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, it, this this song definitely has a feel of like a uh what, what's this the door song uh spanish spanish caravan Got that feel yeah. to it. Spot on. Spot on. Yes, the synths like in the background and the kind of the wildness of the drums. Uh, like I said earlier on, very uh, Mars Volta wild drumming. At oh, the totally, with, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with a, with that high pitch, like fucking feedback. John Theodore is a king of that guy. Oh, God, that guy's a, a beast, yeah. man. Yeah. A wizard. Yeah. Absolutely wizard. Your wizard, Harry. Yo, wizard, John. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, God. Yeah, and like I said before, also some, it's got Pink Floyd in it too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there you, you check it out. But musically, I, find, I don't think this it. is a very strong song. I like what everything I they're think doing. That's the point, right? But that's the point. I, I think it's musically, it's yeah. it's not it's not like a cohesive. Well, the song's like a wormhole, right? I mean, it's a wormhole from yeah. from one side to to the next. I mean, it makes total sense. It's it's like the Robert the Roger Rabbit fucking black hole on the wall. You travel through it. <laughs> you're on the other side. I mean, that's <laughs> what it is. I mean, it's really cool. I, I it's like it. Town. Town. <laughs> Does his voice sound like this? <laughs> oh, but I mean, I love stuff like this. I mean, it, for me, it kind of reminds me of like listening to um, uh, a band like Yes or Coheed or something like that, where they have a story involved and the music is going to tra transcend or uh, transition because of the story. Right. Um, and I, I find that very fascinating. Well, this this song specifically, yes, and I, they have a lot of themes in here. They're very philosophical, you know. They're they're very psyched out and very arbitrary, crazy things they're saying. But they're, it's if you can, it's they leave a lot to leave you to find your own meaning. Which again, Mars Volta is fucking kings of doing that shit. But and, uh, yeah. in finding what you want out of this, you can get it. No questions. Well, I will say the fourth, the, the, the fourth dimensional transition definitely sounds more like a at the drive-in song, in my opinion. But oh, it does sound yeah. like a. It does sound like a. The music, musically wise, it does but sound you, like a Mars Volta's track. You read those last lyrics stuck together. I don't like revealing secrets. I'll live inside your lips if you won't laugh. My heaving hands are rotten fruit at last. Fallow fingers. There's a surface I can't. I can count on. She'd fit inside my heart and take it over till her cape. Cape got blown into my red lungs. Either there's a purpose, or I'm hanging out to a breakfast. Take a drink, take a drag, one more coffee, ugly hat, no more mirrors, woolen bag, and I am and gone. gone. That's fucking Fantastic. straight Volta, man. That's yeah, straight up Volta, Volta, dude. I, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I love that Volta. shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that is hard. Incredible. To... Incredible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think driving fucking title, but fucking Mars both the fucking song. Yeah, man. it's just I yeah, it's, it's it. incredible. <laughs> and this is in, with the pop fucking crazy Pink Floyd esque yeah. beat, beat behind it. It's it's yeah, it's incredible their levels of creativity. And there's also, some, yeah, some, uh, next favorite there's some Jefferson Airplane there too, man. Early before they became fucking whatever the bullshit that. they came afterwards, but yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Starship. Yeah, yeah that Starship. Yeah, bullshit, yeah. yeah. I That's get when they went from that. LSD to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> or they built this city. Like yeah. On cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, uh, again, the song is it serves its purpose in the title. You know what the fuck it is. Fourth dimensional transition. That's what the fuck it feels like. And that's what the fuck it's doing. Uh, and like, like a cool song, man. I love pieces of what. Yeah, and it leads right into pieces of what, dude. Let's fucking do this one. This is amazingly good. psych boys and yeah. boy is it good and this is very much to me it sounds like a kink song uh i mean it draws influence from a lot of different artists uh, no, sure. like mick jagger singing in a way higher tone but same style that like drawing oh. blues <laughs> wow you boys nailed it with both the other ones so like yes. uh, neil young's like neil old young man, and dude. mick jagger yeah right yeah when the world turns and a fear like you. Oh, man, take a look at my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, dude. And uh, yeah, I, this song is very obviously about what you post-war, during war, uh, having your hometown shredded. Uh, the lyrics in here seem to me like the most straightforward probably in this album, uh, but also can be gathered deeper, of course, if you're going to go deeper. Uh but very much so he's, you know, saying moonlight on my roof shining through or moonlight on my floor shining through the reef that got the city surrounded. If I need proof, pieces of what and pieces of my home, you know, what so we used to fear, call her. Feeling of the rhymes, by all the pieces, buried by the, the, by the pieces yeah. and falling into the sky. But pieces yeah. of what? And I love that pieces idea. Pieces of what? <laughs> yeah, I love it. And like also, too, like the beginning of it, like you don't really know what's gone wrong what's gone right but like he's like the only way i can get better is pick up the pieces to make it feel better but pieces of what like i love that idea oh, like yeah. how, how the fuck what does that translate to like how do you pick yourself up by your bootstraps and all that bullshit you know what i mean like yeah yeah love yeah. the yeah especially it's, if you're sitting as rubble and this could also be not a like literal meaning of war in a, a destroyed home could very well mean literal and this well, is your, it does your... say what does it say? It says lay, lay my dragon's teeth and shallow water steel at the Belgian gates. Right, uh, dragons, dragons' teeth are those uh, those big piles of concrete they would used to use to yeah. keep uh, people from like running up too close to the shore. 
Well, right, right. But this is Belgian. Uh, I think it's pronounced Belgian, but maybe it could be something Belgian around there. But, you know, Belgian. Belgian. Yeah, yeah Bel- Belgian, Belgian gates were also another war tactic yeah. that were used. It's like they build this uh, metal fabricated uh, gate, basically, to keep tanks behind coming through. They're like reinforced with a shit ton of concrete behind them. Right, and yeah. They were changing like this depth of lyric writing. This is like fucking World War II tactics. Yeah, this is that he's in, integrate, yeah. yeah, that he's integrating into these lyrics. It's fucking incredible, man. Yeah. And the guy like, was so far ahead of his time and still is to this day, in my opinion. Just what that incredible lyricist. Or both of them. I know it's both of them that write. Yeah, to be those mid to late twenties writing that is every once is, in a while. Yeah, to be in his mid to late twenties writing this, I think is uh, it's fucking insane. <laughs> I, as, as, uh, and I think Andrew again way. wrote every lyric to this album except for one song, and I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but I could figure it out. But uh, it was very, very in depth. But I think that like even uh, so, the way I, the way I see it is that like Ben was able to see the talent in not just Andrew's song or not song, right? His lyrical ability, but also the places he chooses to use his lyrics vocally. I think. Right. Super impressive. I agree. Right. He has weird fucking melodies, but work weird perfectly melodies. for music. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. And there's something that just clicks sometimes between two people when they're writing that the weirdness of his music find, or, you know, or straightforwardness or the, the absolute, swath that he's able to go with any sort of style and then bring in andrew to be brilliant lyrics and then also great melodies at the same time that's how you build a fucking empire of a band dude yeah i agree i would agree yeah and this is like one of the first beginning parts on the album of course i've loved every song up to it but this one it just has so many elements to it that are i don't know incredible to me and it leads into my favorite fucking song. <laughs> yes, dude. Might as let's, well. Yeah, might as well. God damn it, man. Let's get right the fuck into it, dude. Let's do it. This is the one I put like three stars next to, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> or this, uh, like, it's one of such a well-constructed song that kind of blows my mind. I did not expect this on the latter half of the album. To this mm-hmm. fucking just great, just piece of music to be you know put together, man. It's just absolutely incredible. The halftime in one fifteen is killer, and then every every transition back to the original tempo is done so well, man. Everything about the songs kind of dictated what i thought about mgmt since i've heard it because the first time i've heard this was tonight i'd never heard this song before it's fucking so amazing awesome. man yeah, yeah it's so awesome. it's unbelievably great now listen to me here's my theory shoot this is like a, a a bard song right oh okay like a like a bard like a story like a storyteller but he plays like a, like a lute 
That's what it feels like. The lyrics right, feel like right. that too. It feels like a dude who just traveled to a tavern is fucking playing the loot and like, guys, want to hear some shit? Here's where I traveled. Here's somewhere I traveled from A to B to this bar. And you guys get wasted and listen to the shit I've listened to on the way here. And that's what it feels like to me. Uh, but it's but it's more psychedelic, obviously. It's it's got a lot of like, you know, uh, a lot of Pink Floyd. Uh got a lot of um Interpol. It's got a bunch of a bunch of different different things in here that are I find really interesting music wise. Um but, I yeah, do I too. I mean, I, I think musically and lyrically, it changes three times in the song. And there's three That's, obvious, yes. three yeah. obvious major parts in the song that switch off, and the ideas of what they're trying to say with each part completely changes with each one. And it, it it's involves, like Waking Warrior, dude. It's, it changes completely. Yeah, this this involves a lot of uh, existentialism. It involves our impact on the world. It involves uh, the that uh, that's what I gather out of it. Um, it, it also involves a lot of uh, wasting your life on things that you can't fix or blaming others or or believing in a false whatever, just spending time on something that doesn't give you anything back. And the oh, way I'm the reason I'm getting that is the lyrics that are in there. It, I think the second part of it, 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 one of my favorite lyrics in this entire album, if not my favorite lyrics in this entire album, says, are you mad at your walls or hoping that an unknown force can repair things for you? Pardon all the right. time that you've thrown onto your pale gray garden. Like, are you pissed off at whatever through, like... You've done it you to pissed, yourself. You've done it to yourself. You, if your ship will never come, you've got to move along. And I fucking yeah. love those lyrics so much, dude. I, I agree too, but I also I also think that it has something to do with uh, climate change too. Probably, dude. I, I um, yeah. It's sort of like why do you you know cut holes in the face of the moon base, and don't you know about the temperature change and the black and the cold black shadow? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I I think that's I think that's literally questioning our our the way that humanity expands in the way right. that's harmful to the environment. 100%. Yeah. Your great gardens are like, you know, because, you know, the atmosphere is totally fucked up. Shit doesn't grow like it used to fucking grow. But, but I also, I agree with what you're saying too, Tron. I mean, I think it's, you know, we, we metaphorical. It, we can all sort of just get into what we think, what it might mean. And I think it's why, that's what makes a great band. We, we discussed it before. Like the fact that we well, hear these yeah. lyrics, and we just know, like, we have all these different ideas and it's like, what makes this shit magical, man? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, and it's all mentioned like each you know, of moons, birds, monsters. Every paragraph discusses that, you know. So you've got why would you cut holes in the face of the moon base? Oh, you know, and all of that. And the next one, even a bird would want a taste of dirt from abysmal dark. The prick of a feather could make a kingdom burn, and the bloodshed start the falling apart. Made me shadow, or made me a shadow in the shape of wonder. And then the last one to catch a monster. We make a movie so the tempo cut and cut its brains out. It'll inspire on the burning pyre. Half the distance, half the motion. Communication is the easy is easy as the ocean. I love that. Everything is in the fucking title. How I brilliant didn't is that? that? Until we went back through it and just talked about it. Now it's yeah, really well I didn't yeah, realize it until you just said that. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I just followed along the lyrics like you said. You're right. Those are the and at the same time. Me too. I, I, I do believe. I do believe when he like, says like. And cut out the cut out the brain. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, and I love it too because it's just like, what are we talking about? That's he's telling you everything. Okay, so first verse moons, next verse birds, next one's monsters. Fuck, it's all the same thing. You know, communication <laughs> is easy as the ocean. I, I really love how that's 
Agreed. I mean, the, the fact that you know, if he's going if he's going under, I can hold my breath until the sky comes back or drown like a rat, rat, rat. He's a rat. Who's a rat? Who is? Yeah, the bird is. Right? Yeah, the well, the bird. Yeah, possibly. But that's in the bird verse. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. bird. What bird, is the bird? The bird is the verse. Yeah. The bird that we have. Or the word. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just like he's like, man. I'm talking about some moons, some birds, and monsters. You get three lines. That's all you get. <laughs> but it's fascinating. I, it's I really like that idea. Dude, yeah. It's deep and it's deep on several levels for like a song that's like three minutes long. It's a, for it's sure, a man. trip to me, man. I mean, like, like literally, that's that communication is easy as the ocean. Like that. Those words there, some of the greatest fucking lines ever written down. And that's and that's not even to like underplay the amazing music. The music just makes that entire song. It's the best fucking track on the album by fucking yeah, a light year (laughs) buzz. Yeah, the the ending of it for me is, uh, (laughs) and they again, like you were saying earlier, Mike. If you see a track that's five minutes long, that men that means they're jamming. Oh, I'm diving in. I'm diving in. My yeah, they're jamming out, out hard. <laughs> oh, and normally, out, that's how we feel when we see like a 13 minute long track. And we're like, ah, these guys are gonna jam. And now with <laughs> these guys, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now you're like, oh, okay, they're going five minutes, but they still fit so much. And again, at the very end of the yeah. song, I 100 percent believe they sat in the studio and said, we're going to get Phil Spector wall of sound <laughs> at the end of this. Cause what, I agree. What, they, what they built out of this is so identical to Beatles wall of sound. It, it, it yep. follows the template. It, it, but they do it in a completely unique way and they don't stop it all with a snap or a click in the end at the end. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Tron. I get what you're saying, but I mean, for me, this sounds more like, uh, 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 uh I can't think of the name of the type of band, but like it sounds more like bands like Yes, like this band. It's a, a jam band that has an huh. agenda. Who has different? Obviously, you can listen to an album, the song that has six uh, six minutes long, but the tracks change every two minutes. I mean, this oh, is no, what it feels oh, yeah. like. Yes, to me. because Yes are like all long tracks, but I see what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's yeah, it's the constant right. change yeah. very quickly, different different influences in the one styles, fucking three change. minute song. Yeah, and but it's yes, all... you know, right? It's like fucking 12 minutes on crazy yeah, Until, exactly, yeah. they, they, sum up, they sum up here pretty quickly within four minutes but i i, I still find it very fast i mean you close to time sure. time's not that long but time is like a there's a lot of I shit that happens to time peter gabriel buys too oh i agree i totally uh, yeah. agree for sure uh but uh, um but i just one of those a band that can figure that out Oh my is, god! In their twenties, all my respect. In their twenties, yeah, and have absurd. this sound and kids in the same album is fucking what? <laughs> hate several you. Several breakdowns, several <laughs> breakdowns of different parts, and like to truly show those parts. It's like um, you know, we talked about it before in the past when we talked about Good Apollo, uh, Part One. You know, Bernie Star for you. But like the fact that the, like those last four track, well, the last three, there's three tracks before the last track, uh, before the final curtain. Most of those songs are exactly this. They're played exactly the same, but the lyrics are different. But they change up the music within that. But they have the same sort of. They're coming. They're playing sort of a sort of uh, same through line, so you can follow the story correctly, right? Yeah. Um, and this 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 band, you know, you know, uh, MGMT is able to do this sort of thing pretty quickly in like four, three to four minutes. It's yeah. very fascinating to me. They um, fit a lot in respect. that time span. They fit a ton in there, and their outro feels like 
I could listen to that if it spaced it out for like 10 minutes. I would still listen to it and be I like, still that listen fucking, to it too. Yeah. I that would rule. And they're not playing anything more than on guitar, more than eight or nine notes. No. Uh, and it's nothing complicated. It just the way they know how to control their sound. And Mike, we were talking about this earlier. Oh, yeah. you, you said space of music, which I thought was a really fucking good point. Well, 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 well I haven't heard into it yet. I agree with Mike. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree with both you guys. Yeah, Learn it's just basically put into it. It's necessary. It's 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 the gaps in between that fill everything. You know what I mean? Something that took right. a really long time for me to learn as a musician is sometimes silence on your part in a song is more important than you playing something. Especially uh, for me as a bassist. Jesus Christ. You're strong. Yeah. I've, I've seen both of them play bass and they're both great at it. So for sure. Uh, but yeah, you you, you need that. It has to be there. Uh, it, it, it really it, it truly is a, some sort of bloodline to all this. And it, you realize it, you feel the beat, the vibration of that pulse. And it's very important. And it just continues to help you. It kind of guides you through it. And uh, right. I really respect that. The lyrics you could tell come from a fucking visceral way of, of, of talking about something. It's so well written. It's, it's almost written like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I, I look at the things that I write when I was in my late, early, mid twenty, oof. mid to late twenties, and they are oh, fucking. God. I, I, this is Woe like. Was me. Rap, 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 that, buddy. Yeah, buddy. But this is this is just something that is, in, in, so incredible. Like you could turn this into poetry. It's so fucking good. It's, that's why I mentioned Poe, but like literally this is it's so inspiring. Like this is like perfect. You can read this at a fucking, you can head up a fucking, um, uh, 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 I, I forget what it's called, but you know, the beat, sort of a beat dick club. And, oh yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Perfect. Man. But, but right. it's, it, yeah, it is amazing. You start, why'd you cut holes <laughs> in yeah. the face of the moon? Not like daters. <laughs> in the clothes. Yeah. Black yeah. shadow. Oh, come on. This is a man, man. Come on. You know. Yeah, this, but, this, is, this is brilliant on every front. And it is probably, I don't know this for a fact, but I think bottom three most listened to off of this album. And it's a fucking shame. But we didn't know that at the time. And the reason why most people that listen to this album aren't looking for... (laughs) (laughs) Just a different taste, maybe, but aren't looking for this kind of music, right? They're they're kind of looking for that synth pop kind of thing. But this was very much, this to me was the very key in this album of them being like, Look at what we could be fucking making, and isn't it interesting though? Like, this—I'm sure both of you guys can concur. But like, like, how many albums have you listened to? Where like that first album, like you're kind of like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued, and you you, you sort of fasted, and you listen to that second album, like, wow, they completely changed their tone and everything. Mm-hmm. And Some now, albums are a big deal, yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, it's just like like um, it's so I fascinating yeah, to me. I can't, but, I can't think of a band that done that to me, but you're absolutely right, man. Sophomore albums, sophomore albums either make or break a band because yeah, you know I the agree. direction they're going in. And a lot of times, bands like Deftones find a way to capture their sound and improve it slightly every single album, and then figure out what makes their sound great, and then they kind of right. lose it. Uh, well, Weezer I mean, like, does the same. Well, There's a lot well, of bands I, that do the same kind of shit, but this band specifically 
180'd in the middle of their fucking first I, album. Yeah, I, by intention, yeah, it's amazing. By intention. <laughs> they didn't even wait for their Pablo Honey. They said, I'm going to turn no. half of my Pablo Honey into some fucking Kid A or into, uh, in, into oh. fucking OK Computer halfway through. Yeah, they, yeah. They're written yeah. around, dude. It's, I it's completely nuts. agree. I, I love it's bands that do that, that shit. The balls, the balls to do something like that. And they still feel the way about this album because of the three songs that fucking get them every time. They still <sighs> to this day like feel ab- they still to this day feel about this album the same way that they're like, I've alienated my friends that we were oh, close with. Man. All my friends and well, no, that that's seriously that's how they feel. All of the people we were close with to become dumb pop music. That's oh, how weather fans, yeah. Yeah, and and with handshake, you're, again, once we eventually get into that, you're gonna see they talk about it. They're like my friends, like smile at me with fucking, or, or once we get into congratulations, yeah. my friends smile at me with fucking, you know, bullshit smiles, and they don't really mean what they're saying because I'm just a famous person now, and they don't care about like what I'm actually putting out. Versus before they had the fame and the money and everything, they were making genuine music. They saw that yeah. while this was coming out, and then hit the fucking 180 on it, and so. They realized as they were signing the deal, they wrote a song about the deal in this fucking album, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Fucking hilarious to me, too, as well. Yeah, it's a hell of a statement. Which is our next song, The Handshake. Yes, sir. Let's go. song i've alluded to for a lot of this album uh the song is very very straightforward there's no questions about it it's about them facing the deal that they made while they had the deal made the song under contract with columbia and it's about them facing whether or not they were selling out uh spoon they want my soul does a great job of this um have a cigar from pink floyd does a great job yes sir yes sir yeah uh, a lot of great bands know how to acknowledge this point in their career, but they've done it after they've been rich for a while and have the deal. It's that, the first fucking album. It's, it's the like first that, fucking yeah. album. They're not rich yet. They're still recording the album. Well, they know they're, it's coming. But they're what's saying that, again. The, uh, what's the uh, song uh, from uh, Dire Straits? The, uh, uh, the the big popper Dire Straits song about them. Uh, uh, money for nothing. Yeah, money for nothing. It's a big. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's 100 percent. And with doing that, they didn't know really how much the label was being serious about them. Uh, There's there's a line in here, too. uh, So the label. okay, let me start with the first things first. 
Uh, a great line in here that explains everything about this song. People always told me, don't forget your roots. I know I can feel them underneath my leather boots. Love that is that that is like I'm I'm turn, I'm going to this might turn me into a fucking piece of shit. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. and, and it broke them. It broke the band completely through drugs and traveling and all the things they hated to do and being put up on stage, which they're not good at all the things that didn't really work for them. Uh they before any of this happened, they told the out of curiosity to see how far Columbia would go. They in their deal on the contract said, "Okay, throw fur coats for us into the deal." Like is a funny <laughs> thing. And what? Columbia was like, "Yeah, we'll oblige." And then That's they're like, "No, the no, rider. no, not real, not real fur coats." But then they're like, "Hey, um, okay, in the rider, every show we play, we'll have to have puppies backstage what? playing puppies." Just to see if they'd do it. They fucking did it. Every show they played had puppies playing backstage. Yes. And they're like, wow, you guys are fucking serious about this. (laughs) (laughs) I just like dogs. (laughs) You like dogs? You like dogs? Like dogs? But it's it's all the same thing. And the way he describes it too, Kendrick Lamar has done this fucking amazing, to pimp a butterfly, did this incredibly. Uh, And yeah, did it really well. It's just the way that a record company can take your fucking idea and morph it to what they want. And that's just what people quote unquote are like, Oh, you're a musician, but you don't want to make money. Uh, then fucking don't sell out. Meanwhile, sell out to me. Then sell out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The whole conversation of sellout is kind of bullshit because you need to make a living as a musician, but you also need to have your integrity or you're not going to make fucking good music. Right. It's, it's a, it's a double edged sword, right? So, is, and who yeah. determines uh, what is good music and isn't it? Well, yeah, my ear does. <laughs> my ear does. Do I look Everyone, at fucking? Yeah, exactly. do we do we look at popular charts? Because if that's all considered, the best music they ever made was those fucking three songs off the start of this album. No, right. it's obviously not like the metric of what makes good music. Good music's insightful. It's thought provoking. It's not the, a simple bang. If that's the case, in that same dun to good dun dun reggaeton is the fucking ultimate song of all time. Then every reggaeton song is the best because it makes people dance. So that must be because it's the most popular, makes people give a shit. But that's not the fucking point. Sure. The point is making like creative, finding heart. finding heart, giving getting something really thought provoking with the people that fucking listen to it and capture your fucking heart and and look at yourself introspectively when you read lyrics or think about the thought behind the song. That's what makes fucking good music. And so them writing this song and them talking about a place of vulnerability and calling themselves little girls and saying, I was a loner just waiting by myself when you a warped Tentress rose to bring me happiness and wealth. Black tears, black smile, black credit cards. Credit and cards, yeah. Right. I yeah. love that line. So good. Great line, and, dude, yeah. and so good. And they say, you call the people you want, but it's you who's being used. It's like, when I have all the money, it doesn't, everybody that's going to be surrounded in my life. And oh my God, dude, when we go into congratulations, it ties into this song as well. Yep. I got people to make reports to tell me how my money spent. He's like, I don't even know where my fucking money goes. It just goes into the fucking void. But I, I'm just looking for the appreciation of people who care about me and what I create musically, not just a person who can sit behind and hit a button on a fucking keyboard. And how hard they work right. for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, 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 you convince yourself that you want it, but you don't know. You keep to you keep trying to wash the blood from your hands, but it won't go. Mm-hmm. Gonna keep you on the run. I mean, it's, yeah, there it is. 
Uh, they're, they're the one of the biggest concern. For, you got a handshake uh, under your tongue, man. This is jam. Right. Well, that yeah, that that, that yeah, that part very much is they've taken the drug yeah. of the yeah. sign-on deal, and we're yes, gonna sir. see where this fucker goes. Here we go. But we got the handshake. Yeah, we got, got the, the drugs. Got we got the, the drugs. Well done. Yeah, we got the acid. So now let's see the trip we're about to be on. Is basically what that says. So. Right. Yep. Uh, and They're very powerful, very, very powerful. It's very interesting. I guess, uh, I mean, you know, uh, we're all in bands at some point, um, you know, and we all wanted this, wanted some sort of deal at some point to get somewhere, but, um, yeah, it never happened. I guess it was for good reason, I guess. Well, I think any of us here on this call know, knew how to write music that would feed into what the genre of the time was. Because right. it wasn't ever yeah, complicated yeah. at any given point in time. And it changed so much while we were writing music. But there were so many pockets of time that we could have all easily just been like, oh, yeah, we just need to fucking. Get, OK, so now let's get a synthesizer in there and we need a chick lead singer for this one. And uh, <laughs> and we're going to do we're going to do some There's indie Haley pop or whatever. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're going to do some indie pop with some light rock in the background and we can form a band. And it's almost the very same way that like record labels form pop bands. We can right. do it ourselves and then figure out the form. We already got the formula. We don't need the money behind it yet to fucking right. find the right people to make it. You can just grab the right people, make it fucking happen. And yeah. that was that was always on the table, I think, for all of us to kind of know what the formula was and how to do it. But it takes we didn't care. But it's but it the at the end of the day the way it looks is just like oh you never made it you're a fucking loser it's like uh, yeah, fuck you yeah and and that's one of the things I think you know is just yeah. it, I don't it depends what your intention is out of music if your intention out of music is money then you're probably never going to be happy with anything you create and if then you don't care about the yeah. and that's fine you're using that's it as a point it's a business. Yeah, you're yeah. make you're using it as a tool to make money, which I'm okay with. I, it's like if you want to use it for that, fine. But also, right. there's enough people in the world that can find music for the right reasons of why it exists at the same time. You John, know, great right. words, brother. Great words. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I completely agree, man. It was, it was never about making money. It was all about just hanging out with friends and making good music together. That's all. That's it. Was it. About. That's all I ever cared about. That That's it. I never cared about more than that. And these oh. guys also never cared about doing more than that. Yeah. But they just took the fuck off. They took yeah. the fuck <laughs> off. And they had yeah. to, they had to take the, they had to put the fucking acid under their tongues, dude. They and had I to take, like yeah. that feeds into the perfect fucking last song, future fucking reflections, man. Like, oh, yeah. that's when the acid takes over and they knew what was coming. I, I love the lyrics <laughs> in the song so fucking, like, like he's very poignant in what he says about it. It's kind of impressive. Yeah, dude, I agree. Let's fucking kick into that one, huh? Future reflections. Let's do it. Let's go. There were future reflections On the face and the hands On a green colored island On a primitive man It was the future reflecting It felt familiar but new The street was missing the building The kids had something to do And so I like the 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 title of this 
final track, Future Reflections, because everything about this album lyrically is way better than I ever expected. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's it's also kind of contradicting. I love that you know, Future Reflections, how the fuck do you reflect on the future? <laughs> yeah, and it goes, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and it goes to say that, 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 like Tron was saying earlier, they know what the fuck is coming. They know how popular this is. They know every the outlook that's already berating them with all this, and they right. don't know how the fuck to deal with it, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly how they have. They're contractual. Like, they, they have a was it two-year contract, Tron, you said? Uh, five album, no, yeah, five, no, is it four or five album contracts? So they're still in contract with Columbia. They're just that about to get insane. out. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's insane, yeah. Yeah, I think they got one more, and they're getting out after Little Dark Age, so yeah. Which is a lot. I mean, that's they, it's a lot, dude. But they made them a lot of money, dude, along I the way. They did. They still there was a wall. There was a wall. Didn't trickle the down. Rules. Fuck you, Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> trickle down the there. <laughs> trickle down. <laughs> it's like now with the writer's strike, people are getting fucking ripped off. Bill Hader, who wrote and created Barry completely, is getting paid fucking dog shit. And I like how in the show they also bring up the bar in Hollywood called Residuals, where like people post that that you get free drinks if you have the the least residuals, like. There's some post in there for one penny. <laughs> it, just, it blows my mind, man. Yeah, it's wild. To me. Hollywood's fucked, and the music industry oh, is no yeah, different. It's dude. equally it's right there, man. Time. It's the same fucking thing, hand and foot. It's equally vapid. We keep hearing stories from bands like TLC that ended up with pennies for fucking making. Voice them in. Voice them in. Voice them in. Fucking everywhere in the '90s, they didn't make jack shit. Yeah. It was predatory record labels that fucking yeah. took over. Um, now, what I think switched over is that artists started union, not unionizing, but they started getting together and saying, look, we should start requiring bigger deals or we're not going to stick around kind of thing. Right. And so these bigger deals starting <clears throat> sports have done the same thing for fucking years now. Recently, baseball, everyone's like, we need multi-year deals and we need fucking guarantees. And so this is what kind of started forming in the 2000s and MGMT benefited massively from that, gave them the freedom with a great backup uh, of producers, of uh, studio engineers and and, and all the resources they needed uh, touring wise to be able to pull off the things they're doing when otherwise they're considered flops if had they done it on themselves, but are brilliant musically. Some of the most brilliant fucking shit musically. So, again, do a Pablo Honey. Radiohead split off and did their own thing. They were like, fuck it, we're going to do it our own way. Sick. And I mean, record record companies are going to milk their artists for everything they fucking can, man. And that's kind of the shitty cancer behind it all, in my opinion. It's just terrible. You got to tour your fucking self to death to make really good money nowadays. Well, they know they're a dying art ever since people started following the path of what every major artist started doing was becoming independent. And right. uh, that completely phases them out. So they have to start offering lucrative deals or else they will get phased out, too. Um, or, or they get or they they um, they find somewhere some sort of. Uh, uh, well, they find themselves in a place where they don't tell the artist about everything. And we have that situation where like. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, filmmakers Final Not a final cut But it was more <laughs> like um, uh, they Sort of like um, It's like There's no real true owner You can just 
own the movie. We can, we can produce the movie. Oh, yeah, well, like, ownership rights. Well, it's like Taylor Taylor Swift with like her masters that she was promised, and now mm. she's re-recording everything because of that shit. And this bitch yeah. fucking came from a rich family. Like, fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying, but like, yeah, it was like, like you know, no one, like you know, George Romero, you know, he made that, he made like Night of Living Dead, but like he didn't have like like the. the there's no real true rights there because they fucked up with like the logo. There's no TM next to it. Uh, that was like, uh, the, the sort of the, the, uh, print of like, this is my title, my movie, uh, because the, the, the production company's like, your title's bad. So we're, we're going to remake it and we'll remake it. But we forget to put the fucking, the production, uh, title on it. Uh, it's copyright title on it. So now it's just this thing that anybody can produce anywhere. So yeah, it's just, right. uh, very fascinating like that i mean you know these are it's criteria is a classic now but yeah it's very fascinating that way sure man for sure um this album's fucking amazing (laughs) (laughs) i I, I, I agree yes i agree backwards and forwards yeah yeah that's uh it's it's very much uh to add jeremy what you're saying spoon uh they want my soul that album is completely about just everything that becomes you become a famous musician every entity around you wants your soul and not just the yeah, my heart industry. is a, my heart is a phosphor man this great part of the sea rolls and the death tolls i mean it's a great lyrics in the song and yeah you know you break the surface and don't break my bones man it's good shit great yeah. song yeah and, and to go back to Spoon, it's like I had to sell tapes to buy my back-end tapes that I already owned back That's from the fucking... Up. Yeah, dude. That, and so this is kind of like they know what they're getting into. They know popular enough musicians and seeing what they're going through. They toured with Of Montreal, which is one of my favorite fucking bands, and they dealt with uh, knowing, like, oh, you're going to get fucked eventually by this industry. So the far... mindset, yeah. So far... The the industry evolved a lot from where it was because technology changed. When you were in the 70s and 80s, it would cost millions of dollars to record something like this, and now we can do it with fucking GarageBand. Well, or, I mean, that, that, right. that technology has changed. Yes, technology has changed, but the, you know, uh, people have are standing up for this shit. I mean, you can you can make an entire album and put it on fucking uh, 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 what is that fucking place? Uh, I have it on my fucking phone. Bandcamp. Banking, uh, put throw the whole album on Bandcamp, man. You yeah. can you can be a YouTube YouTuber, make music. I listen to uh, I watch this dude uh, on YouTube. He's one of my favorites. He 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 reviews like old, SoundCloud like, maybe. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. you're, you're right though, but but SoundCloud as well. But like um he does his name is uh, uh, uh Grimbeard, right? And he all he covers is like old PC like point and click and like old uh, uh shooters from back in the day. And but he's also like a goth sort of like keep uh, you know he's sort of like Nine Inch Nails sort of uh, uh, music artist, and um, you know he's very keyboard synthesizer sort of thing. But he creates a bunch of albums. And he put them on fucking Bandcamp, and he can just do that, which yeah. is so different now. It's well, like, that's it's, what I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is, is, is back in the day when you're Trent Reznor, you had to be a fucking custodian at a studio where you can sneak in and have the equipment to do it. <laughs> right. Now yeah. we well, can like the all shoulder pull- pads and the video is great, and then, like the. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. now we can all pull that shit off with a fucking iPhone. Like that, it's all the yeah. technologies there at our fingertips. So the studios are needed less and less, and the expensive equipment's needing less and less. And so it's, that that puts the pressure on contracts with music or with um, 
with with recording studios especially and i think that this was right at the start of the product of what we've seen they did such a great job of still signing with a company that's massive while they're still flexible to let their bands do what they're going to do because they don't have a choice not because they want to but because they have to right yeah and they'll do as much as they can to be, if they don't like it, the most opposite of that, as long as they can to get out of that contract. Money. Anything that makes them money will be the, for the studio. It's always the bottom yeah. line. The bottom line is yeah. what? Fucking money and profits. It's Every only capitalism. Yeah. So when they, when they saw this band come out with fucking congratulations and come out with self-titled, they were fucking sweating because they're like, we're not making that much money off of this. And the band said, fuck you. They specifically wrote songs that said, we're doing this to identify our fucking music, deal with it, and then eventually gave them Little Dark Age, which we'll get into later, which right. gave them some leeway and some more money back. But it's it's one of those things that a band standing up like that to a record contract to where finally a band gets their own in a record contract, I respect the fuck out of that, dude. Oh, so do I. I, I completely agree. Yeah. It's how they knocked it out of the park from the get-go, man. Like, good God, dude. They deserved it. Just don't even... Yeah, I agree. I agree, too. But we have so much more to say on this, dude, and, like, two more albums that we're going to cover this month. Yeah, we got a lot more to cover. Which will be tonight, but we'll be the next episode, yeah. Yeah, we've gone long, too. But, yeah, this... this Honestly, this record, to me, uh, I felt so many polarizing ways about. And I, we went from both like or from all three of us talking shit about a couple of these songs that we hated but still understand and went back and kind of understood where the position they were came from but then also saw right. when they had depth within this album which i thought was you know it, it's a beautiful thing to see that idea that they don't quite know what it is yet and then flourish into something even more insanely good so yeah dude it shows that their, their musicianship is incredible man seriously yeah, yeah. It's totally it was great. all it was always there. It was always there. That's the fascinating part for me. I don't hate anything off this album. I, I don't. I, I don't really uh, uh, begrudge anything off this album. I think this album is, is fantastic. I think it's a ten out of ten for me, in my opinion. Uh, there might be songs that we heard several times over and over again, but like these songs that we might have heard over and over again when we first heard them, or maybe the third time we heard them, uh, you get into them. You love them. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, you understand the mus musicianship, um, the lyricist, uh, 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 uh beauty of it, the, the way they really put some sort of, they put a lot of thought into what they're writing. And, um, I, I for me, like I said before the other night, they're not, this, this band is no flash in the pan band. This is a band, a true band who are true musicians who really knew what the fuck they were doing and they did it. And I respect them highly for it. And I respect them to this day. Never thought that would. I, I had never had a, any thought in my mind say like, yeah, these guys are just sort of a, yeah, whatever, some fucking one one hit wonder guys. No, these guys had something. And they still have it to this day. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't know half the songs I heard on the album were by them, to say the least. You know, so I'm I'm glad we got into them to to really kind of mine their fucking dirt. <laughs> Like, I had no idea <laughs> about a lot of their music, man. I, 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 like, I do not like a lot of the first couple songs. It's only because they were berated into my head when I worked, you know, in a warehouse. Right. But right. other than that, I'm very happy we're digging into it and figuring out what's going on with them, man. I fucking love this album. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm super glad we covered it. Um, 
they're, they've come to peace with the fact and with their friends, I'm sure at this point, by being real that their songs were covered in fucking Gossip Girl and Beyonce and fucking all, all the different bullshit that they had to bounce back from and be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's what it is. But we turned our backs on it and fucking made something out of it. I, again, respect the fuck out of this band. And I'm super glad we covered this album, dude. Me too. And, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned all that stuff that the, the sort of the, their embarrassing part, embarrassing moments about, you know, certain songs in their album on this album. But like, you know, I think about like, you know, fucking Psycho Killer with Talking Heads. Kids love the Psycho Killer, that song. That song's played everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Bryce sings that fucking song. Like, you have no idea what the fuck even it is, what it's even about, what it even means. But like, you're singing the song, what you say? I'm like, hey, do you know who this fucking is? Like, it's a song, I'm like great. Anyways, um, Tron, look forward to it because you have to hit your kid up with that too. I know but it's like, coming. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Uh, but like, like it, that, that's and the fact that like they're a big Talking Heads fan as well, and it's where they kind of created music. But like, I think this this band is one of those fascinating bands in the dark corners of this universe um, that really makes a lot of sense and um, did something really great and really push for the artists. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, and um, for, highly respected for all of us, we respect them very much. And uh, I cannot wait to get to um, the next album because oh, yes. I've only listened to like maybe yeah, half too, of man. that, and I've never listened. I've listened to like maybe a couple of songs the last tri- the last album, but like I I am excited for this. It's probably the most fascinating to me because I don't have a full context here. With all I have albums. all the notes, dude, and have so well, many. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> and once we get there, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it, man. Christian is the guy. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This one, might, yeah. This these guys mean a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this was a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad we covered this, guys. Uh, uh, the audience out there, please uh, check out MGMT, the first album. And um, I, I always say it. I say it. The opposite way. I say spectacular, but it's ocular spectacular. But uh, check out the album. Um, you'll love it. I guarantee it for the most part. I think you, most of you guys will really dig it. Uh, but like, you know, but be patient. Get into the long haul. And I think you're going to find some magic there and really like it. So um, please check it out because we're going to go on a music uh, uh, trail for quite a bit in my, uh, I think, uh, after this and oh, yeah. do music for do music for a bit. Uh, kind of spry away from from movies for a bit and go music wise. Uh, but um, it's so much fun getting with MGMT, which I don't think it's enough love, in my opinion, either. Uh, uh, I know we discussed it before, but like the fact we're going to give some love to a band who. Yes, it was very popular back in the day, but the sort of um, the evolution of them, and I'll call it evolution because they become better musicians because they're already good musicians already, but they become better musicians, in my opinion, uh, with as the albums go on. So, but yeah, uh, Tron, thank you so much for uh, bringing all the info. Of course. And, and I, really, I really appreciate that. And um, I, uh, uh, Mike, I'm glad you guys listened to this album fully. And um, we'll, uh, I guess, I never know how to end these things. But I, we, we've been doing it for 223 I mean, it episodes, episode 24 episodes now. <laughs> but, um, uh, you guys out there, uh, take care of each other. Don't be a piece of shit. Um, enjoy your sandwich. And uh, you guys have anything else to say before we leave it here? No, I mean, oh, it was a fun episode. I'm glad I was involved with it. Me too, man. I left it all out on the floor. It's good to chat about it, bud. <laughs> there you go. 
All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later.